I am unashamed. What about you? On the screen. He's barely coming on. Oh, maybe. Yeah, you don't have your earphones on. <laughs> that is a lot louder now. It's you know, it's, it's a lot better when you actually can hear what I'm saying. Now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have my I had my duck uh, my duck stuff my my turn up the volume on my around my neck. I said. Normally, I hear a little, you can hear a gnat fly by. So, so you you kept Philip, turning me up, but nothing if, was happening. You can hear a gnat fly by. You're hearing things that I don't want to hear. Well, that's right. Some this is too much. That's why I have it about midway. You click it up a couple more clicks, and it's how tall when you click it up. It's like loud, loud. <laughs> so, what does a duck call sound in your ear? When you have this, oh, I've got to t- turn it down. It gets, <laughs> it only gets well, quiet when too much noise is either on your right or left, and somebody's aiming right over your head. I didn't happen. Hap- it happened one time. It was a Yahoo we took this year. And if I hadn't had these, man, but I had yep. things. I think we need a sign. No Yahoos. <laughs> I'm gonna do a thing about signs at some point. So he shot way yeah. too close to me. Yeah, and I said. So the on. so when that happens, your your ear deals just cut off the noise. Is that what happens? They just yeah, it like all solid. Yeah, it which is actually decimal. good. So it's the, the hearing aid and hearing decibels, protection. The damage decibel is a certain point. And you started having a hearing loss because you, you just lost some hearing. But with well, these things, no. But isn't it ironic that you're, if you're wearing what you're wearing that's putting this sound to this level, there's already been damage. The damage has been done. From the past <laughs> without these. That's right. Yeah. There are be, that's a spiritual. There's a sermon in there somewhere. <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's the speaking shifting. Of, <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of service, yeah, we were topic, we spent this topic how long I'm, did we spend arguing on what we were gonna talk about yeah, today? This well, topic <laughs> I'm covering this morning, I mean, trust me when I tell you the decibels are deafening. No, I just pointed out how at this stage of our life I mean, Phil, he said, I'm gonna share something with you that you've never heard a sermon on. And I didn't know how to respond to that. But I've noticed Phil, he'll say, when's the last time you heard a sermon on this? So I was asking, I guess it developed into an argument. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean they don't feel it's important? Are they scared of it? I was just trying to see what what does that mean? So I'm holding back on the word that, that we're just one little word. But, but, you it's, don't but it's in all the lists. It's in all the lists. All the lists of don't do this. It's in there. But nobody ever talks about it. It's just like, well. Okay, so I, what I'm saying is before you tell us, what does that mean that nobody talks about it? That's what I'm trying to gather. That's what, what, I, what is the sign? Is it you think they missed it or they don't feel it's relevant or it's uncomfortable or what? I think it's a, just a question of, they never have thought about it seriously. Okay. Well, then, you know, a lot of times you you read lists of sin, but you, some of them you, you you just don't think. Wonder why? Wonder why that's in there? Keeps coming up. Keeps coming up. Keeps coming up. But nobody ever talks about it. I wonder why that is. So I'll, I'll just give you the the meat of it, and then does this have anything you, to do with will, first grade? It will inspire a lot of discussion. Well, now I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Is it is it from First Corinthians, Dad? Is it relevant to our did did this hit you in the middle of the night? Did you wake up? When when did you have the epiphany of this? When I he said it actually came from my notes. When the Apostle Paul, according to Al, and it's true, uh, Paul (laughs) shifts to some new issues. The Corinthians church they had a lot of issues. Where was the shift? This was one of the biggest issues, but we haven't just. We haven't just nailed it down and looked at it and said, "Aha, that's that 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 would have been a lot." It was. It's in there, all right. I like aha moments. 
Yep, me too. Uh-huh. I talked about it on the last podcast. Uh-huh. So where where are we shifting? What where is this coming from? I mean, go ahead, Al. I think we we're gonna take a time well, out for well. our, reg- our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> Yes, aha. We're going we're gonna to have an aha moment. Well, let's have it. Something right. that we never talk about. But where okay. was the shifting in First Corinthians? The, sh- the shifting is the text we're reading, of course. You say when you get to this text, and I, I use the text so much over and over and over and over. So this is First Corinthians 13, 1 through 3? That's right. Okay. Uh, and, it, and it comes about in, in verse 4. In a, in a, when, when you're talking about love, and this is a quality that won't be there if you love one another. If you do what the Apostle Paul said, love is patience, you say, I understand patience. You know, you just have to, have to each day has trouble of its own. Love is kind, and amazingly, right at the very beginning, love does not envy. And there's the topic, ladies and gentlemen, the sermon you've never heard anybody discuss. <laughs> envy. envy. Love does not envy. How many times have you ever heard a preacher get up and say, today we will talk about what love is not and the, the, what it's never, ever, ever. Love is never has this quality, this negative quality. Love does not envy. You say, what would it be what kind of uh, gathering would you have? I mean, any group, if there was a lot of envy, and the problem is they don't love one another. So instead of getting love from them, you get the, the congregation or the group of any kind. You say there's a lot of envy going on within that group, and it's causing a lot of trouble. So, do you want me to read the definition of envy? I have the no. definition. If in case you, in case you missed it somewhere, I just I don't have a I computer. Just, I just turn to the dictionary. What does your definition say? The dictionary says, and uh, you have a, this is the Internet dictionary. Father of education, Webster Daniel Webster. I think it was one of the Websters. He's the one. I think it was Noah. Might have been Noah Webster, but one of the Websters said, we need us a dictionary until we find out what's going on. Uh, and he also said, what was his famous quote? Yeah, envy. I don't know. Give he me said, do. education Give me is useless without the Bible. Yep, he did say that. But envy is to feel ill will or jealousy or discontent towards someone else. You, you have ill will. You have jealousy. Why do you, they seem to have it together, and I don't. So therefore, right. I don't like them anymore because, I mean, look what they have, and they have what I want. So I don't think it's right for them to have what I want because it's not fair. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I but you're I, adding that. No, he didn't say. No, I, yeah, I'm just adding. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. You look at your fellow man. Yeah, I agree. Your family member, your church member, and you say, "How come they seem to have it all together right here?" Maybe what they about don't. Me? Maybe I, they I, just don't recognize it, but they're just thinking that without stopping and saying. I mean, maybe they're just bitter. And grumpy. It's not maybe. They are bitter. Well, they're bitter and grumpy. (laughs) And they're grumpy. Look, so to feel ill will, jealousy, discontent towards someone else, because you feel you should have what they possess. Yeah. They have it. I don't. I don't like them anymore. Well, look, the Internet says. How much of that goes on in these United States of America? I expanded it to any group, Al. Every day. So the internet said a feeling of discontent or resent aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities, success. Or they put luck. I don't like luck. Yeah. I don't know why they would put luck. Well, they good, say good luck. fortune. They say he was just blessings. He just got lucky. I mean, He's it's lucky. really not him. I think the person who wrote this definition had some envy issues. 
Why would they put luck in there? That's why it is such a, a, a topic that you need to look at. Yeah. So, but uh, we're I, tracking on the same definition, except mine so, did. So start put with in this. Luck. We start with the master himself, and uh, Mark seven twenty two. So I want to know, make sure that Jesus said something about it, and he did. What did I say? Mark seven. Mark seven twenty two. We have a little text. Now listen to this, and uh, it's. Uh, it comes to mind when you're reading about the Corinthians, his people, the ones he died for. What comes out of a man is what makes him unclean. For from within, out of men's hearts, you say, what is the, 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 the where does this reside, envy? Where, 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 where is it hiding? From within. Out of men's hearts come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft. You look at all those things and you're thinking, oh, yeah, I get it. Murder. You're like, whoa. Adultery, greed, malice. It's coming out of your heart, your, your mind. Deceit, lewdness, and stuck right in there with all of those horrible sins is envy. You're like... Why would he say envy is on par with with the, the worst of sins? Uh, evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder. It's in their minds. Adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy. Look, then there's slander. That's He's describing what the Apostle Paul ran up on when he went down to Corinth and stayed about a year and a half. And he was looking at their meetings and he was saying, your meetings are causing more harm than good. Well, what, what? So he's trying to get to the problem. Arrogance, you know, ain't nobody going to tell me. Folly, you're like, what, what are they doing? So you look back at all these evils and he's got envy in the mix right there. Come from inside and make a man unclean you say why would he put envy in there and you say you're an unclean man you need to get past that you need to work out of that our text and our task today is to present the text which by the way one of the that deal one, with envy so but by the of, way have you ever heard a sermon on it no be honest but no i haven't but one of the definitions one of the definitions that love does not do also is it does not delight in evil. Yep. And Jesus just said all these evils come from inside. So he gave you a pretty good list of things that we should not delight in. Yep. So brag about, be happy about. So in lieu of the one of the problems at Corinth, in lieu of what Jesus said about it, you say we're getting some background information. I then turned to James, uh, James chapter three. <clears throat> Who is wise and understanding among you? Verse 15, 13. Who's wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds. He's going to give you two kinds of wisdom. One is good. One is not good. Let him show it by his good life. It, it, it's, it says a lot, a person's life that's good. By deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. Yeah. But if you harbor, and the first thing he says that will knock that off the rails, good deeds, good life, wise and understanding, you say, what can, how could that be thwarted? What would get rid of it and make it? make you unfruitful and to be in that way. But if you harbor, you say harbor, in your mind is where Jesus said you harbor. Well, you pull your boat in to dock, stay a while. Yeah. So if you hang on, harbor. Hang on, Dad. Hang on. Hang on, Dad. Let's take a break. So, Jace, one of the things that uh, I really realized that 
that I have to have when I'm traveling, I'm sure you're the same way, is uh, is my earbuds, you know, because I got to have me some music going on these planes. And since they started the mask, I don't know, it makes it even more. I kind of got to get into my own world uh, in my brain while I'm listening to my music. Sometimes it's, you know, spirit led worship music. Other times it's just, you know, other stuff that I like to listen to. But one of the uh, one of the great sponsors we have is a company called Raycon and they have super um, clear earbuds. They also have eight hours of playtime. They got a 32 hour battery life. Uh, but I will say this, if you go into the air, uh, airline or the airplane bathroom, be careful because if they fall out of your ear, you can drop them down the toilet, which I did. So I've got to get me some more. Um, check these guys out. They're really, really good. You go to buy, B-U-Y, Raycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N, buyraycon.com slash unashamed. They're going to give you 15% off your first order, which is great. You're going to love them. Buyraycon.com slash unashamed. Save 15% and um, don't drop them in the toilet. You harbor, and it's and this word keeps coming up in front of envy a lot. You bitter, bitter envy. You like bitter envy. So it's not that uh, I want what they have. I don't have what they possess. It's not fair to me because they have a greater gift than I have, and I don't like it because I've got more qualifications. I've been here long, right? And they'll come up with a lot well, of you're reasons. actually resentful and bitter and grumpy and because <laughs> of someone else's good fortune. Yeah. Let me throw this in there, because when you read that, I, I never realized, that speaking of uh, sermons I've never heard, the, the, the N1 in that list by Jesus was folly. Yeah. And uh, I've never heard a sermon on folly, but it made me think, remember when... when I was, I guess, five, six. Al, you were seven or eight. You were they right. had a beach down the way on on Darbon Lake, and it was called Folly Beach. Yeah. Folly Beach. A lot of folly going on. So, but, but never just keep <laughs> – and every time we look at this, <laughs> keep remembering – just keep remembering one thing. Was there any – because we, we're looking at – the text most people never look at in First Corinthians 10, about, 11, and 12. And about envy. But yeah. I was just going to so, read. So you say at Corinth, you say, is it possible that uh, there was a lot of folly going on? Meaning, Well, I was going to read something from the – I made an adjustment since the last one said luck. And this is the Bible definition of folly. And it said, a foolishness not related to IQ, but to someone who lacks respect for God. He or she is therefore prone to go in the wrong direction in life. There you go. Hmm. I thought that was a pretty good definition. And, and now we're good. getting into what envy produces. Well, yeah. Holly. Holly. At Corinth, you know, he said, hey, what, you know, y'all will do more harm when you get together than, I mean, what, what's wrong with y'all? Well, if you don't respect God and you're bitter at other people's success, kind of like the older brother, sounds like to me the older brother had some envy issues in the Luke 15 of the two sons that was really about the father yeah then it just it leads to making choices that that are not in line with the character of God because you don't respect him Allah Allah Corinthian church and you're angry and mad at other people's what yeah. what they have going yeah this on. gets at the meat of the matter what was going on at, at Corinth where you have envy and selfish ambition. Yeah, that's James 3.16. I knew we were going to get there. Yeah. There you find disorder. That's what you found at Corinth. And every evil practice. That was at Corinth. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all, because Jesus said the source of, of your problems is the evil one and the qualities he's instilled in you anything so that you won't love God and love your neighbor. Anything gets in the way, you say, well, if I'm envious towards someone, I don't love them is what my problem is. But don't you think in Corinth, envy was in the church where people were having these gifts, especially the miraculous that made gifts. It, that made it worse. Well, then they're looking at them and they're envious. I mean, in the, in the name of Jesus, That's they're, right. they're envious because they won't 
their gift and they're not happy with what they running what God, ra- is, God run, has given them. Running rampant in the church right there at Corinth. It was running rampant. You say, what had they forgotten? What had they had forgot? What have they? What was their problem? They didn't love each other. No, because they were well, envious. And I've, and he I've always loved us, not envy. I've always thought that two. There were two things that feed bitterness, and they are envy, and the other one is unforgiven hurt. That's when you see bitterness in people. That's usually one of those two things, or what's going on. They can't forgive, or they're they won't envious. Want someone. Yeah. Yeah, they want what somebody else has, yep. or they they're not going to forgive a mistake. But you can't let go. If everyone makes a mistake, you're going to have guaranteed a grumpy life. Yep. Now, now take that. So what we've talked about so far, James is talking about what causes fights and quarrels among you. A lot of that going on at Corinth. You want something you can't have. Yep. Uh, don't they come from the desires that battle within you? You want something but you don't get it. You kill and you covet. That covet is a lot like envy, but you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. There's the folly. There's the folly. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. You can't get past yourself and you think who you ought to be and position you're in. And these people out there seem to have greater gifts than me and it's just not fair that you may spend what you get on your pleasure, you adulterous people. Now check this out. Don't you know that friendship with the world, it's worldliness. It's what Jesus said it was over in Mark, toward God. Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world has all kinds of envy going on and all these lists. You become an enemy of God. Or do you think Scripture says without reason? the reason that's written down so you could learn from it, that the spirit he calls to live in us, in other words, tends toward envy because God gives gifts to the ones he deems necessary. Yeah. But some people, when they, if they miss out on the gifts they thought they should receive, it lends toward envy because you say, I want what, she has, I want what he has, but then you begin to bad by them because you don't get it. Yeah, exactly. You, you. Well, the more I'm thinking about this, the more I'm offended that they would name that beach Folly Beach. You wouldn't name a street Murder Lane or Envy Inn, Adultery Hotel. What were they thinking? Well, you could look at the Corinthians. You say, have y'all just stepped back and looked at what you are tearing each other apart over? Yeah. The gifts that God so generously gave you, you're sitting here. Start back there when we first started in 1 Corinthians, suing each other just out there committing sexual immorality. They're envious because someone else... They, they have a lot of money. Most of the times people sue somebody is because they have a lot of money and they want it. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. there's some legitimate, but there's I probably, if you stacked it up. How come they're blessed and I'm not? Exactly. And I, I'm the one that should be getting this. I mean, they don't have the And it's what you say. You have a fender bumper and it's, <laughs> oh, oh, my neck. Oh, me and my check. Yeah. Where's my check? Oh, because they want what you have. Yep. So that was James. That was Peter. That was Jesus. So then you get. I mean, I agree with your assessment. It should be talked about more. So you get to, to Peter. So here's Peter. He's an apostle. Uh, therefore, rid yourselves of all malice. Chapter 2. And all deceit. Hypocrisy. And what do you know? And envy. Get rid of that. You say it keeps coming up in any context you want to find. You keeps get rid of envy because along with envy, slander of every kind. Well, that was going on at Corinth. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation now that you've tasted that the Lord is good. Get 
rid of envy. Yeah. <clears throat> so point. I'm just showing you the different contexts where it keeps coming up. You say it, it's a problem. It was a problem with the Corinthians. I, I'm saying that within the churches across the world, you say envy has caused a lot of problems, unnecessary problems. No you doubt want about what it, someone else has, and you're bitter because you think that you, you didn't get what, you know, I'm a son of God too. How come he didn't bless me? How come he blesses some over there, and I'm sitting over here? I don't get those blessings. I mean, it's not right. I mean, But didn't you see, Dad, that that's Peter That's the left-wing and... uh, thing. It, it, everybody ought to have equal gifts worldwide. They're thinking it's not right because some people don't have what others have obtained. But didn't you, didn't you notice, though, that Peter and James implied that envy goes along with Im, uh, immaturity and also not being wise. So it, it's so. definitely something you have to grow into that you aren't envious of people. I mean, there's it seems to be that way. Let's take another break. You are correct. So uh, one of the things, Dad, that I know you and I appreciate uh, is our sponsor, Omega XL. I didn't realize until uh, we connected with these guys that you have uh, 360 joints in your body. And as you get a little bit older, your body quits producing something they call SPMs that really keep your joints healthy. And since you got so many, as you age, you're going to have more aches and more pains, which we both did. Uh, and we needed rejuvenation, as they say. And that's what this product does. Uh, they make it out of the uh, muscle oil uh, the, of the green lip muscles and the pristine waters of New Zealand. Uh, so it's a great product. It's all natural, so you don't have to worry about any of that kind of stuff. OmegaXL.com slash Al is where you go to get it. And you're going to buy one bottle, get your second bottle for free. So that's OmegaXL.com slash Al. Or you can call them at 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888. Start taking this supplement and rejuvenate your joints. So that's the different people that different letters were written to. And then you have a text that uh, you know it's coming somewhere in there. The Apostle Paul is going to make a, make a statement about things to what happens. Since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, he gave them over to a depraved mind. Let's see. He gave them over to a depraved mind to do what ought not to be done. They've become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full. Look what it's right beside it. They are full of envy and then murder and then strife and then deceit and then malice. You say, but the envy is there. They're looking at others and they're just basically saying, it's not fair because that one has what I want and I'm not able to obtain it. So it's just not right. I don't like this, this church anymore. I don't, I mean, they got people up there, you know, there's 10,000 different ways you can come across with being envious. You look at others, but the main thing is they have what you want and you don't have it and you're mad because of it. Yeah. Well, that, that, kind of, that kind of goes in with what I was going to bring up today, where you know they were having these signs and miracles that were the miraculous that was passed on to them through the apostles laying on of hands and the Holy Spirit distributing. So we talked about, and we will talk about First Corinthians 14, about the tongues and they they were thinking, oh, look at this sign that God has given me. And that's why when he got to chapter 14 and 22, it said tongues then are a sign not for believers, but for unbelievers, which gets back to love. 
Yeah. But I mean, it would be like it made me start thinking about this. It would be like the guy who created the Las Vegas sign, which is perhaps one of the most famous signs ever. You know, welcome to Las Vegas. It would be like him saying, "I created, I created Vegas because I, I made that sign." It's even at Duck Commander. Every time I drive by, there's people taking pictures by that sign because that sign is telling you what the, what this represents. The duck call, the all the stories we tell about you know coming from nothing out here in the woods and building the duck calls. But the guy who created the sign or or put it nailed it up, he could be thinking, well, I I did all this. Because if they didn't have the sign, this wouldn't mean anything, which is not true. That's right. Right? So that's kind of what I was thinking. It was like, even in the case of all these these signs that were from God, they were leading to a greater purpose, which was God showing his love through us, experiencing his love with each other, and then a love for the world to share Jesus. It, they got hung up on who, which sign each individual was possessing or manifesting in their gatherings. And so then what happened? Envy. And so I did a, I did a little funny thing and just to interlude. This is like a commercial to your uh, deal on envy. I just looked up funny signs because I thought when you as a human think that you're creating this or it's all about you, this is the road this goes down. Now, the, I'm going to list, list you these six signs, actual signs. Didn't make them up. I saw the, the picture of the sign. And the first one is beware of invisible cows. Beware. So, somebody of put that on a sign because the terrain in their mind, because there was a lot of cows around there. But when you read that, what's that telling you? Beware of invisible cows. The ones you can't see. <laughs> Beware of the ones you can't see. So, uh, I think he maybe is either on crystal meth, maybe. Or <laughs> All right. So I, too I many, don't want to linger. I just want to say. Too many shots this is what happens when humans <laughs> think too much about the sign and not the the overall big picture is the only point I'm making. So here's another one. Now, this is a good one. It says, go ahead, drink and drive. But then they have three points under it. They have an arrow pointing left that says jail, an arrow pointing right that said hospital, and then they had an arrow straight ahead with morgue. But the problem I have with it, although true and inspiring and a deterrent, what about the distraction that you just caused going 50 miles an hour <laughs> trying to read your three points under the sign. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot going on, especially if you've been drinking. Only, and you got exactly. one point, one point two seconds to well, see it. Only have six. So the, the third one is it was a sign that was high up and it said, if you hit this, you'll hit the bridge. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> if you hit this, so then you got to back up and hit it again, I guess was the point. Uh, the fourth one, squirrels have the right of way. So you know where I first thought when I saw that? Do something else about the squirrel. Start eating more squirrel mulligan, <laughs> gumbos, from, instead of, well, that's going to cause a traffic nightmare if squirrels have the right of way. Do you realize how many squirrels are around? Oh. Well, there's two more, two more, because this one was personal. Beware of phone zombies. Oh, yeah. Which is a good one. And yeah. the last one, the number one of the top six signs that missed the big picture sign not in use. Sign. There was a sign. That had the words hey, on no, it. Hey, no, we're going to stick up something that says that you don't need to see this. Sign not in use. Not in use. It, it looked like and a yet, do not enter sign. You know, it was red and white, and it said sign not in use. Yeah. And I thought, this is the problem when you go all in on a sign 
instead of what that represents. Yep. The journey, the destination. You don't need it anymore. Why didn't you just take a little track or something and pull it up out of the ground? Why and, even uh, make it? Why you make it? <laughs> so somebody had that idea. Yep. And I'm just, I was trying to use that as an example about how well, we. Well, it made perfect sense to him. But we don't respect God and it becomes self-seeking. And that's why when you, it's the same principle that these opposites, the things that love or not, when you're not thinking about God and you're not thinking about others and yourself last, you're like, well, look what God has given me. Or if you don't have something you, you feel is noteworthy, you're like, well, how come I don't have this? I'm going to build a sign right now that says, I'm not happy. Yep. Well, and you make <laughs> an on, interesting on, point. Let's, let's and, take a break. Dad, one of the things that uh, I always thought was funny was whenever someone asked you what's, uh, what's changed about your life since you became uh, famous and rich, and you always say the menu, and, and I'd have to say that's probably true because we're probably eating a little bit better than we did back in the day, even though, you know, I always enjoyed the good fish and stuff we killed and caught but we are eating a little bit better and one of the places that we're eating better from is a, is a sponsor called good ranchers and uh, one thing i love about these guys is not only they have a great product but they're great people uh, they support a lot of the same things we support they have a ministry background they have a background in louisiana which i love as well and they love ranchers and farmers and they're really trying to restore uh, integrity into the uh, to the meat industry because a lot of stuff comes in from out of out of overseas and comes in from out of the country, and so they're uh, they're America first, but they also have a great product. So we want you to check these guys out and support them. So you go to GoodRanchers.com/fill. That's GoodRanchers.com/fill, and you're going to get twenty dollars off and free shipping. So check these guys out. GoodRanchers.com/fill. Because uh, we've talked about what Jesus said first about envy. And then we talked, we looked at what James had to say. And then we looked at what Peter had to say. And now we're back to the Apostle Paul talking to the Romans. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Since they didn't think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God is the statement he makes. No God. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry. I mean, these are heavy-duty sins. Witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and what do you know? And envy. You're like, why does he keep putting envy in amongst drunkenness, orgies, and the like? He says, I warn you, as I did before, that people who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. And you look at that, you say, why all these lists? Envy is always there. Be careful. Watch yourself. Don't become envious. Well, I mean, I think others. It, personally, I think it's because it's violating the fulfillment of the law, which is the you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you love your neighbor as yourself, well, which that would be the opposite of envy. Yep. Yep. I mean, I think that's why it's always in there. There is, you say, the source of, of why this behavior keeps cropping up is because you, in fact, are, you don't love your God. Somebody who's saying, but they have it and I don't, the person who's saying that, Al, look, you know what he's forgotten? His sins have been removed, his past sins not counted against him. His future sins are not being counted against him because of the mediating work of Christ. He's guaranteed he'll be raised from the dead. Why is he hollering about somebody is, is being blessed more than I am? I said, well, have your sins been removed that killed you? Jesus, you were dead in your sins and you've been you've been raised to walk in a newness of life. You have God's spirit in you and you're sitting there singing the blues because somebody else is more blessed than you are. Just look at the blessings you have. 
<laughs> I mean, you should be thankful that all your sins are removed and you're going to be raised from the dead. That ought to cover it. But you see how, how envy gets in the way of all that, and you say, it should not be that way. That's the trouble with the Corinthian church. So that's Paul to the Galatians. If you're going to read further, if you want to, Philippians 1.15 is another place it's mentioned. 1 Timothy 6.4, Titus 3.5. I'll just end with Titus 3.5, and then y'all can uh, chew on it and, and uh, see if we can get anything else out of it besides what we did in lieu of reading about the Corinthian church and their problems. We got Titus chapter 3, which is really good. Uh, remind the people, this is Titus 3, about verse 3. Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and to show true humility to all men. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. And check this out. We lived in malice. And there it is again. And envy. Hmm. Being hated and hating one another. You're like, my goodness, how many times is he going to have to say the ravages that an envious person what you will bring upon yourself. But what they should remember, he gave you what they were, and we all were, but when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us, even with all those faults, not because of righteous things we had done, that certainly didn't help, but because of his mercy. I think what he's asking the Corinthian church, the Apostle Paul, I think he's asking them out in a strong way. Peter would tell them the same thing. Jesus would certainly back them up. And James would say it. And now the Apostle Paul writing to Titus is saying it. You need to be thankful for what you have instead of looking at people and saying, I wish I had what they have. You have plenty. If your sins have been removed and God has been merciful, you need to be thankful and you need to share that mercy with your neighbor. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Just look at what you have. He said, I want you to stress that you become heirs of the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying. I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God, instead of being envious of your neighbor, may be careful to devote themselves to doing good, doing what is good. It's profitable. It's an excellent way to roll and a profitable way to roll and avoid all these foolish controversies and genie, all this stuff y'all drag up and you're envious of one another. Get that behind you and be thankful for what you have. Your sins are gone. Future ones not counted against you and you can be raised from the dead and you have the Spirit of God, that's what the Corinthians were missing, in my humble opinion. Well, that's a pretty good rant. <clears throat> Let's take our last break. And I agree. Uh, you know, and really it goes back to, Daddy, think about it, it's, it's even back as far as the Ten Commandments. The Tenth Commandment is do not covet your neighbor's house which is exactly the concept you're talking about. I mean, it's, right. it's looking somewhere else and saying, you know, I'm not Coveting complete without Coveting is about the same as, as being envious. Same deal, yeah. Yeah, good point. But how do you get out of that? I mean, I guess if you're lost in the world, you got to be introduced to Jesus and see the reason. But to me, when you read the James 3.16, because he, he had two things there, and they kind of go hand in hand. Where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every, every evil practice. People will actually stoop to 
canceling their neighbor because they say, he has it, I don't. I'm out to hurt him, show him that I'm somebody too, whether it be fame yeah. or fortune or whatever you're talking about. You think about it, you wake up every morning, what do you usually think about? How to gratify yourself. Yep. I mean, that's, that's not going away. That's, that's right. That's, that's global. Every human of the yeah. age of accountability, you can either say, what's in this for me today? Or you can say, what does God want me to do? Or how can I help other people? Yeah, you need to be satisfied, my man, for what you have yeah. instead of arguing about what you don't have. Be thankful for what you do have. But I then, think God well, made it that way. But somebody may say, well, I ain't got anything, Phil. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah that's what they say. <laughs> so what would you say look, to that? It, it, it boils down to this the this whole context that we're talking about here. Obviously, if if I'm not if I don't love people deeply, then I can't share in their joy for their blessings. And so, I mean, it comes back down to that. I, I'm, I've got a love problem if I can't rejoice in other people's blessing. And whether I have that blessing or not, I mean, that's what it boils down to. But look, we all know this is, I mean, we've been the recipient of a lot of bitterness and jealousy uh, because of success. I mean, I see it all the time. People I know and some people are like, we're so glad for you. And others are like, they don't say it to your face, but they tell other people, wow, them people, they think they're this, that and the other. I mean, it's a shame that that's a first impulse for people is to not rejoice when, when they receive blessing or have success. But you I, have I, to use what you have and what you're blessed. I think the reason our family stayed together despite success, because to me, it's a lot harder to deal with that temptation. You know, yep. when we were raised on the riverbank and y'all had come to the Lord and we were all finding our faith, we were a lot more content because – we had each other, and we were doing what we like to do with fish and hunt and work with our hands and eat good and live off the land. All these things, you know, we were thankful for what we have, which were pretty basic, like life, health, food, you know. I mean, yep. remember, I mean, but so when you think about what envy is, it starts getting into things that you don't have that you really don't need. That's right. It's the elaborate type things that they're thinking produces happiness, which is, you know, a lot of cars and a lot of money and a lot of rings and jewelry. And I mean, I don't know what else you can have planes, trains and automobiles, I guess. <laughs> but but none of that really leads to happiness, because when that comes, there's a temptation to then think that that's worth something. So I think that's why we handled it well, because we were content and we had very little. And you've said what the Apostle Paul ended up saying to the Corinthians in chapter 13 there. He said, these three remain, Al. Simple faith. He didn't say simple. I said that. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest is love. So if, if, you, if you train yourself with God's Word to love God and love your neighbor, I beckon all of you preachers out there. I know a lot of you listen to the podcast for the ones of you out there. Why don't you throw a sermon in from time to time on the scourge that <laughs> the scourge of envy. <laughs> the scourge yeah. of envy. Don't pre-announce that because yeah. their attendance might be down. <laughs> well, that's right. I'm going to preach next week on the scourge of envy. Yeah. Well, since since I since I have preached a few sermons, I have uh, heard one. I've actually preached more than one uh, on envy. And I'll tell you where I preached. My sermon was on envy as a generational curse going back to Jacob and Esau and their whole dust up they had, which was, I mean, envy was right in the middle of it both ways. And then how that carried on for, for Jacob through his children. He had 12 sons and 10 out of the 12 were the most jealous, bitter, envious people that maybe have ever lived. And this was the 12 tribes of Israel. <laughs> And Joseph had a unique and special gift, and they they were so jealous of him that they hatched a plan to first kill him and then to sell him into slavery, which, yeah. of course, leads to their salvation. But I, So, I mean, you think about I mean, it. It leads even all to in, things like murder. 
I yeah. mean, you know what I'm saying? In that case. Yep. And the idea is that it's generational. If you don't, if you don't deal with it, then it passes on to your children and your children's children. And that's true with any, you know, sinful behavior or even like this. I, I consider jealousy and bitter envy to be a gateway sin and all sorts of things, which is what you were describing, Dad, and all the lists. Because you can be anybody's capable of anything if they're living for the wrong, you know, source. If you're living for evil instead of good. All right. So I and got a. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I got a riddle for you. Uh, I asked Missy this last night. She she was she just kind of looked at me. I said, "Why did he say the greatest of these is love?" Love covers over many sins. Yeah. But I mean, it's kind of like faith and hope. It's not like they're. I mean, they're pretty good. I think <laughs> you, we know, have, you know. What I, mean? I think we have discussed things that get in the way of love it, it, <clears throat> and envy is one of the things if it creeps in you, you'll begin to be jealous of others because they seem to have it all and they seem like they're way better off how come God blessed them more than he did and I think the Apostle Paul is saying look if, if you love one another that 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 kind of thinking will not enter your mind. You love them too much. Yeah. Well, here here's what I think. You know, I, I have what I believe, faith. Okay, I got faith in Jesus. So do they. But how come they're getting blessed? That's why you say he was saying faith, hope. We all have that. He said, but the greatest one is love because I think he was saying it's the most difficult to put into practice day well, by day. I, I thought about this for hours. First, I didn't have a good answer, but that, that is a good one. But then it hit me. I thought, when you read the definition, most of those things involve other people. And yep. so, you know, faith and hope is generally something you Eternal. experience for yourself. That's right. But yeah. love, you, you, you're involving other people, which is yeah, why. They call it a lot of personal faith. Yeah. You know, you know that's. Well, exactly. Each one's has his faith. So they're all important, is my point. He wasn't saying the greatest, that somehow that diminished faith and hope. Yeah, not at all. Love actually is all about your interaction with other people and and with God himself. Love is is proof. Is proof. A man who loves, a woman who loves, loves God, loves their neighbor. That's proof that you know God. You obey what he says. Well, yeah, and, and it, first it takes four, courage. You know. It takes interaction. It takes some uncomfortable because you're dealing with other people. You're discussing. You're talking. You know, if it was just faith and hope, you would just go find an obscure place and live in a cave and pray all day. Be, you know, if, some, if it was just about you, is what I'm saying. You're like, I'm gonna, some people. Because you see that even in the religious world, they turn them into just a. That's been said. There are people, people of faith who are unkind to their neighbor, right? Because if you loved them, you say your faith it needs to be along with your obedience to God and your neighbor, and 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 it's because you could be a man of faith and hate your neighbor and and you have a love problem that's why love is greater than faith and hope in my opinion so i have an answer to your riddle but since we're out of time i'm going to save it for our unashamed overtime Mm. uh Mm. as well as finishing up this uh text in first corinthians 13 so we'll see you in overtime al with a cliffhanger (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening to the unashamed podcast help us out by rating us on itunes And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.